God. Welcome, 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 church. You glad to be back at God's house? Yeah. I know I'm glad to be here, and I just want to thank you so much. We've tried to do some surgery this evening on my vocal cords, so maybe we can get through the night without, uh, without losing it. Anyway, I'm glad to be here, glad to see you. Good to see this good number back on Sunday night. We want to go ahead and welcome all of our visitors tuning in live tonight. And again, uh, don't, and I say tuning in live, but again, church, you got to remember we're out on YouTube, Facebook, Sermon Audio. So what transpires in this place reaches out to the world and can reach out as far as uh, my, my buddy in northern Iraq was watching us and tuning us in the other day. So it's a real blessing what we've got. It pays to come in seeking the Lord, doesn't it? And uh, I want to thank the Lord that our outreach is beyond just the four walls of our building here. And uh, thank the Lord for his goodness. Appreciate the morning service, uh, everything, every testimony given, every song sung by the choir, and uh, every, um, every congregational. And um, uh, church, just pray. Uh, Sister Bobby encouraged me this evening, this afternoon, um, after service. We are just sowing, and the Lord is who gives the increase. That's what the scripture teaches us. And uh, we sow some water, some sow, but God gives the increase. I can't force it, but what I can do is be willing to be used, and that's what you can do. You, if we'll all be willing to be used, submit ourselves to him, focus on Christ, the Lord will do something in our presence. Amen. It's good to see you here tonight, and uh, I'm glad I'm saved. Amen. So what we're going to do, Brother Josh, fix to come around with a couple of songs. What's our first number, Brother Josh? All right. Let's do this. Page 26. Go ahead and kick that up on there. There you go. Go ahead and kick her up there on the screen. Is it back here? Yep, all right. Sister, go ahead on the piano. Let's sing to the Lord. Let's all stand and uh, look for him tonight. Verse number one.
Deuteronomy page 235. He set me free. Y'all pray for Brother Terry that he has a quick healing. I know you're stuck with me another night tonight. take up our uh, Sunday night offering. If you have anything to give, we want to give you an opportunity to do that. If our ushers would please come. Brother Dale, would you mind coming up here behind the pulpit, please? If you think you can make it, we'll get Brother Terry to help you if you need to. <laughs> come on, Brother Dale. Yeah, you can be anywhere you want to pray, brother. Amen. No, uh, appreciate Brother Dale. We'll bow for a moment in prayer. Brother Josh is going to come back and sing a couple more. We have a special tonight looking for the Lord. Whichever way the Lord wants to take, take it. Hey, look, if the Lord wants to detour this whole service, we'll give him full liberty to do that. It's his church, his place, his building, his money, his electricity, his people. So we'll give him what he's due tonight. We'll let him have it. All right. Brother Dale, pray for the offering and the service, please, brother. And uh, ushers, when you're ready, go back. Thank you. We were just talking, God, that Satan would even try to deceive us. But thank God for the scripture said, if it was possible, God, it's not possible for your elect to be deceived because we're under the blood of Jesus. And I bless this crowd through the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, let you bless us in the service, the preacher, Lord, as he stands, God, in the needs. Everyone in this room has probably got some kind of need. Lord, I pray that you'd meet that need, God. And we pray for a nation.
Lord, it's uh, according to the scriptures. God, it's supposed to be this way. All the sin, but we don't like it. God, you're still God. We love you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. glad to see Sister Ann Stamey back with us. It's been a long time. Y'all let her know that tonight. She was here this morning. We've had so many go through so much, and she's been out, but I was glad to see her back there tonight. It's a blessing that uh, she's back. We've got many more to pray that the Lord will bring back in these doors, and I just believe he's going to do that. I look forward to seeing when Sister Carolyn's going to make it back in, Brother Rick, on and on and on. Again, I'll get in trouble if I start mentioning names, and Charlie will say you forgot so and so when we get out of here so uh we're gonna be careful with that now i give her a hard time but uh, she really does keep me in line all the time every day she's my walking calendar my walking reminder and she's the love of my life and i love her so much now brother josh won't you come back on sing another couple and uh we'll carry on come on brother if y'all would stand again that way i don't feel like i'm singing by myself the, sometimes the volume isn't great up here. <clears throat> Page 379. 379.
flip over to page 277. Redeem, y'all remain standing. Got it.
Mark Reader, Mark Wheeler wrote this song. It's about our his uh, might have been his or somebody else's, but uh, it's about salvation experience. I hope you like it. In the first place, sin met grace was a garden affair. The Lord was there. Grace and sorrow met sin's great death. Adam, where art thou? It's different now. Grace met their sin. Love took them in And God said to them It's different now In the next place Sin met grace On a rugged tree Meant for you Grace and sorrow met sin's great debt. Jesus paid the price, became our sacrifice. Grace met man's sin, and love took us in. The blood flowed from him. It's different now In my place Where sin met grace At an altar there Jesus heard my prayer Faith and sorrow met Sin's regret And I humbly bowed I know it's different now. Grace met my sin, and love took me in. Where sin had been, it's different now. In the final place, just saved by grace, it's heaven fair, and the Lord is there. My race is through, and sin is too, so I humbly bow, and oh, it's different now. Grace met our sin, Love took a sin, and I look on him, and it's different now. It's different now. In the final place. 
just saved by grace. It's heaven fair, and the Lord is there. My race is through, and sin is too. So I humbly bow, and oh, it's different now. Grace met my sin And love took me in And I look on Him And it's different now It's different now Amen, amen, amen. Sin made a difference one day. Adam in the garden, his wife Eve, you know the story, changed the whole entirety of the human race. But there was no plan B. There was no plan C, plan D. Thank God his face was set like a flint. Christ intentionally died for the sin of man. I'm grateful for that tonight. Thank the Lord. I appreciate his grace. And when he came to me, when he came to me, it was different. I thank the Lord for that. I do appreciate that song, Brother Ron. Thank you for singing it and appreciate all the congregational singing. We want to try to clean up where we left off this past Wednesday night. And we attempted to try to pre uh, teach it, but uh, whatever the Lord wants, teach, teach it. Uh, I, I'm prepared to teach it. But uh, I'll tell you this much, um, we're in need of the preaching of the Word of God, and we're in need of the teaching of the Word of God. And uh, some have a gift, uh, preachers should be apt to teach, pastors should be apt to teach, but whatever the Lord wants, we want to walk through this text. 2 Corinthians, the book of 2 Corinthians chapter number 2, 2 Corinthians chapter number 2, we'll get to some announcements here briefly, uh, but uh, again, just want to kind of clean up, if we can, where we were at in 2 Corinthians chapter number 2. 2 Corinthians chapter number 2. And if you'll remember, we was in verse number 14 through 17, but just reading verse number 14 for the sake of time. Verse number 14. And if you found your place, say amen. amen. Now thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ. That's a declarative statement. And maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. Wednesday night, some of you weren't here, so I'll just go over in some, in some kind of detail what we dealt with. Verse number 14, Now thanks be unto God which always causeth us to triumph in Christ. We dealt with this subject of in the train of his triumph or living triumphantly. We asked the question, is it possible to live a victorious life in this world of unrest and spiritual and moral decay? And we definitively answered and the scripture definitively answers, yes, it is possible. Not only is it possible, but it is part of our new life in Christ that we have. 
But uh, so many times, uh, but it, it would be bad to have a brand new Ferrari uh, with all of that horsepower up underneath that hood of that engine and uh, find somebody with a full tank of gas, all necessary components, batteries working fine, starters working fine, alternators working fine, motors working fine, all the cams are doing just fine, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But to see that beautiful machine out somewhere and somebody behind it pushing that thing. And there are a lot of Christians, a lot of Christians, and I'll readily admit to you tonight, we treat our Christian life that way. But if God would help us tonight to understand what we have in the Lord Jesus Christ, get in that vehicle, fire that engine, and let God in the person of Christ power you down the highway. And I thank the Lord that it is possible to live triumphantly in the Lord Jesus Christ. We said this, that nowhere in the Bible is the life of victory more strikingly portrayed in 2 Corinthians 2, 14 through 17. And uh, we dealt with this issue of a triumphal experience. And we said that when a Roman general had been victorious in battle, he was given a triumph when he entered back into the city. A triumphal procession. When he returned from the battle and entered into the capital city, the roadway was completely strewn with flowers and incense was being burned so that the air would be filled with a lovely fragrance. And in this procession and behind the victorious general or commander were trophies of the battle in the form of captives. And we said this, that the, when the procession had reached the capital, that some of these captives were put to death and others were allowed to live. And so basically what Paul is saying is thanks be unto God which always causeth us to triumph in Christ. And the fact that Christ has become victorious over every single enemy, you and I can live victorious in the Lord Jesus Christ. Raise your head up, child of God. Enjoy the riches that are in the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be our God and Father. He's made unto us uh, Christ. He's made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. We have every single good and perfect gift that pertain to life and godliness. He has made us one in Christ. He's seated us together in heavenly places in Christ. While you're sitting here, you're sitting there. That's your real seat. This is just our seat of experience. While we go through life for just a little while. But praise be unto God. When he shall come again. We shall see him as he is. And we shall be known as we are known. Listen you may say. Well I'm just little such and such living down here. I'm not very rich. I haven't got very much in this life. Oh tonight. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ. You have it all in him. You're not a spiritual millionaire. You're not a spiritual billionaire. You're not a spiritual trillionaire because you can put numbers and you can put liquidatable assets to all of those things that millionaires, billionaires, and trillionaires own. But there's no end to what God has given you in the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, your riches cannot be quantified. It cannot be understood. 
what you have in the Lord Jesus Christ. So trust Him with what you have and praise God with what He's given you and rejoice in the Spirit of Christ that you have Christ. And since you have Christ, you've got it all, thank God. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Well, I didn't feel much like preaching when I walked in, but I do now. When the procession had reached, uh, he's laid out his enemies. Let me tell you something. The devil is God's devil. The devil can't do nothing but what God won't allow him to do. Let me say that again. The devil can't do nothing but what God will allow him to do. Don't you fear the enemy. Don't you fear death. Don't you fear sin. Jesus has been triumphant over them all. And you can live in joy in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Bless his name tonight. I'm glad I'm saved. And I'm glad when I got saved, I didn't know what all I got. And I still don't. But I'm learning about it every single day. Thank God. Bless the name of the Lord and hallelujah forever and ever. Amen. And when we see him, we'll be known as we are known. Oh, known as we are known, that is in our position. When he comes again, this veil will be dropped. This old poor shadow of a human in that position where we draw our resources from. Oh, we'll know him tonight. The lost world doesn't have what I'm talking about tonight. Lost folk don't have this joy. Lost folk don't have this peace. Lost folk have no triumph in Christ. And I'll say it again, like I said it this morning. If you'll come to him, you can be a partaker in the Lord's nature. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. And Paul was sharing in this text and is sharing in this text that he is always caused to triumph in Christ by God. We talked about the author of it. And that a triumphant life is impossible in your own strength. For it is God who leads us. 2 Corinthians 2 and 14. Now thanks be unto God which always causeth us to triumph. It's not you, it's Him. It's not you, it's Him. It is because we think we are capable of living victoriously by our own strength. That we fall so miserably and so frequently. That's why we fall. That's why we falter because we, we somehow believe and have, and have believed the motivational pastors of our era that we can do it. If we're strong enough, if we're capable enough, if we're intellectual enough, if you've done this enough or that enough. No, it's all by Christ. He is the author of it tonight. This triumphal life, this life of victory. This life of victory. Satan will convince you there's no victory. But he's the author of it tonight. And finisher of our faith. We notice the author of it. Then we notice the nature of it. This triumphant life is our, a participation. A participation in Christ's victory over all of his enemies. And we notice the two Vital words in 2 Corinthians 2 and 14. Now thanks be unto God which always causeth us to triumph in Christ. 
Listen, you're not trying to get to Christ. If you're saved, you're already in him. You say, well, I don't feel like it. I didn't ask you how you felt. Ask you what the facts were. And the facts are that you're in Christ if you're saved. And you can know that you're saved. John wrote and said, these things I have I written you, that you might know that you passed from death and life. Not that you might feel, but that you might know. Hallelujah. I'm about to preach. I thought my voice wouldn't make it this evening, Sister Bobby. Thank God. Hallelujah. It's a participation. God causes us to triumph by virtue of the fact that we are captives of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The triumph is his and we share it. Just as captives share the triumphal possession of the returning of the victorious general, we can share and participate in the triumph of our Lord Jesus Christ because he has triumphed. All right. What we didn't mention. And we may get through this tonight and we may have to put it off. But we've mentioned the author of it. It's him. It's not our strength, it's his. We mentioned the nature of it, that it's in Christ. Thirdly, tonight, may we look at the extent of it. The extent of the victorious, triumphal living. How complete is this victory for us? It is as complete, I need you to hear me tonight, it is as complete for us as it was for the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. He was completely victorious and we share his life and his victory, thank God. In Paul's use of the word always in verse number 14, now thanks be unto God who, which always causeth us to triumph just as the Lord was always victorious over sin just as the Lord was always victorious over Satan just as the Lord was always victorious over death so may I be if I am his captive and if I am sharing in his life and victory Amen. Now that's too big for some of us. That's too big for me. But that's big news tonight. Amen. How slow are we to believe this? What I just said, that sounds outrageous. But it's true. And whatever our besetting sin may be, the trouble is that we do not believe that it is possible to live this triumphal life. But it is possible. There is nothing in the realm of evil over which we may not be continually, continuously victorious because it is not your victory. It is Christ's victory and we are participants in the victory that Christ has given us in him. Hallelujah. 
And what is your besetting sin? Oh, I've heard many, 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 many men try to delegate and figure out what this besetting sin is. But I'll tell you what it is tonight. Let me take away all confusion about what your besetting sin is. And so many of your minds went to one place or went to one or the other. Went over here. This is my besetting sin. This is my besetting sin. This sin besets me. I keep having trouble with this sin. This is the sin that I keep having trouble with. Besetting, besetting, besetting. This is my besetting sin. No. Do you want to know what your besetting sin is? The answer is in Hebrews chapter number 12 and verse number 1. Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness. Witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin, the sin, it's a particular sin which does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You want to know what your besetting sin is tonight? It's located in Hebrews chapter number 12, verses 1 and 2. It's any time that you get your eyes off of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Any time you get your eyes off Christ and the participation of his triumphal victory. We will, we will fall in defeat. Amen. But the extent of his victory, the extent of his triumph is complete in Christ. All right. We've seen the extent of it. I've got two more points. We may be able to get one more. We've looked at the author of it. We've seen the nature of it, which is in Christ, the extent of it, which is complete. And let's notice, fourthly tonight, the manifestation of it. In what way and by whom is this triumphant life seen? It's seen in two directions. Number one, Godward, and number two, manward. Stay with me tonight. 2 Corinthians 2 and 15. The Bible says, for we are unto God. Unto God, a sweet savor of Christ. You see that tonight? We are unto God, a sweet smelling savor of Christ. A sweet savor of Christ. See that triumphal pr pr procession. The air is filled with a beautiful fragrance from the flowers being trodden underfoot and the incense that is being burned. What is the fragrance that spreads forth from the Christian who is sharing in Christ's triumph? It is the fragrance of Christ himself. For we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ. Christ is that sweet smelling savor. Hallelujah. The air that's filled with a beautiful fragrance. From the, from the precious sweet smells that comes from our precious Lord. As Mary, as Charlie sang this morning about breaking our alabaster box, anointing his body 
uh, wiping away, wiping his feet with our tears. That intimate setting held by Mary as she anointed the Lord's body before crucifixion. And as our Lord went through his suffering, every single lash that fell from the Romans' cat of nine tails was nothing more than an aroma. An aroma of the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, did the Lord stink during this time? Oh no. Oh no. He smelled like a beautiful, sweet smelling savor. And if you're looking to the Lord and participating in this triumphal life, it is the fragrance of Christ himself that comes off you. In other words, if we are sharing his triumph of fragrance, his triumph, the fragrance of his life within us will spread outward, both to God. In verse number 15, for we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ. And to man, the aroma of Christ. The Bible says in verse number 15, For we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ. In them that are saved, and in them that perish. So it's Godward, it's all Christ. And what Christ does as he gives us and we participate in this victorious life, out in the workplace, at school, as we go through life, the monotony of it as we wake up in the morning, and instead of smarting off to our wives like we do so well, come on, men. Come on, men. I'm preaching now. Ladies, and anyway, I better be careful right there. But participating in this life with Christ that you're in him and he's in you. Our life can put out a sweet smell and savor towards God. And towards man. Now listen. How many of you have met people that are just different when you're around them? I want to tell you there's some of you tonight. That when I'm around you. There's just something Different. Brother Tommy, we was at your mother's viewing the other night and spending time with Brother John around the graveside. Of course, we had, we had a great conversation in the visitation. I saw Brother John. It's been years since I've seen him. Years since I'd seen him. But I got around him for just a few moments. And just in conversation. I smelled something different. There's been Christians in my life that I've been around that they just smell different. And I ain't talking about Dove and Irish Spring. Even though some of y'all need some of that tonight. I'm not talking about Old Spice or Brute's Aftershave. I'm talking about the odor of our precious Lord. There's something different about someone who has yielded their life to Christ. We don't blend in with the smells of this world. No, I've made hospital visits to some of you 
uh, this afternoon, uh, this evening. I made hospital visits with some of you and we've experienced the aroma of Christ. And the nurses have recognized it. The doctors have recognized it. In our, in my industry, it's a rough industry, Brother Nathan. It's rough. It's a bunch of cussing and a bunch of darkness, a bunch of nastiness. I mean, we're, Brother Nathan, you'll, you'll say amen to this. We're just a few steps shy of the prison house. Amen, Brother Tim. I mean, just a few steps shy of that. And But it can get rough conversations. Men get mad. Their tippers fly off a handle. It's how they live. It's how they've lived their whole life. They're in construction. They just want to run their machine and let everybody get out of the way. But you let somebody come along with a little smell of Christ. And before too long, they'll say, why don't you cuss? Do you not drink? Uh, what, what's different about you? I've had some, and it ain't a preacher voice. That I, I wouldn't say that I've necessarily got a big booming preacher voice. But I've been looked at and said, are, are you a Christian? Are you a preacher? With no testimony, Brother John. With me not getting out there on the job site and saying, I'd just like to thank God for year 2000 when God saved my soul. There's something different about the aroma of Jesus Christ. And you don't produce it. It comes from Him. Amen. He puts His mark on you. That's right. He puts his claim on you. You ain't the creature that you used to be. You've been made new in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The aroma of Christ. Amen. Same thing in verse 14. I thanks be unto God which always causeth us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us. In every place. Everywhere Paul went. There was a savor. A sweet smelling savor about his life. A little stinky your way. Oh tonight. Participate. In the victorious life. That is in the Lord Jesus Christ. You can do it this week. Now every single one of us. Are going to wake up to calls in the morning. Responsibilities in the morning. Issues in the morning. Uh, problems in the morning. You that are retired. There's going to be new aches and pains. And things going on in your grandchildren. And in your children. And in your family. But you can live victorious in him. Because he authored it. Because the nature of it. Because the extent of it. And the manifestation of it in your life. Yield to God, yield to Christ, and be his captive. Now, can y'all bear? I'm not going to lie. I was going to say if y'all could bear five more minutes. But I will. I'm, I'm not going to go over five. We've seen the author, the nature, the extent of it, the manifestation of it. Now look at the secret of it. What is the secret of maintaining this union with the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm talking about maintaining your progression, your experience in the Lord Jesus Christ, your victory in the Lord Jesus Christ. What's the secret to maintaining that? Well, he tells us. So that we might 
moment by moment sharing his victory. 2 Corinthians 2 and 17. For we are not as many which corrupt the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as of God, in the sight of God, speak we in Christ. As preachers, Paul is saying we are not guilty of deluding the word of God. Now let's stop for just a second and ask ourselves, all of us tonight, are we guilty of deluding the precious word of God? But are we prepared to apply the word of God, to believe, to exercise faith in the word of God? Go with what God has said above what you're feeling. Go with what God has said above what your experience is telling you about yourself. And to adjust our view to that, rather than adjusting your view to your experience and your feelings and what has happened in your life, do you understand? Oh my, if we are prepared to apply the word of God to our lives, adjust our vision, adjust our life to it, then we shall experience day by day a maintained union with our Lord Jesus Christ and we shall enjoy and share his triumph and victory. Are we willing to be utterly sincere in seeking to live according? Are we utterly sincere in abiding in Christ? Let me share this with you and I'm done. This just came to me. And I'll never forget when the Lord started helping me see some of these, some of these truths. And the Lord must open our eyes to it, church. This is what Paul prayed for in Ephesians chapter number one. I've only preached 27 minutes, all right? So we're fixing to get out. It ain't even six o'clock yet. There was, a, there was two sisters, twins, Sister Sue, over, we got a lot of twins in this church, don't we? I mean, a lot of twins. My wife's a twin. Help us, Lord. But hers is a, bro, hers is a brother, so I, I'll never get them confused. I don't care what the LGBTQ movement says. I'll never confuse that. <clears throat> Let me pause right there for our youngins that are in here. If anybody this week comes up to tell you, comes up to tries to tell you that a boy is not a boy and a girl is not a girl and that there's some kind of they and them situation going on tonight, male and female made he them. Let me tell you something. Anyway, that's for free. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get I'm gonna rabbit trail off here just for a second. God help. That's diluting the word of God. That's diluting the word of God. Anyway, there were two sisters, twins. And one was less attractive than the other. And it caused her problems through her entire life. I mean, through her entire life. A complex, Brother Tim. A complete and utter discouragement in herself every time she saw her sister and then she looked in the mirror she just said I'm not attractive I'm not as pretty as my sister we're twins but she's prettier than me and her daddy now her daddy saw how horribly that affected her her daddy was a wealthy man wealthy family come from 
a wealthy, wealthy, wealthy lineage of uh, generational wealth. And so her dad called in the most gifted plastic surgeon in the world. Of, of the known, at the known time, information was tough to get back then, and technology was limited, Brother Clay. But they, they called in the most, the most successful, the most accurate, the most precise plastic surgeon they could find. Daddy said, honey, if you want this surgery, you can have him. I don't think you need it. You're beautiful, but it's here. Anyway, she said she agreed to it. She said, absolutely, anything to help. Must have been pretty bad. But now, anyway, I'm getting derailed. <laughs> help us, Lord. It's serious business here. But she did. She went under the knife, Brother Jack, and they did the surgery. And she came out, and the doctor said it was a success. Came off without a hitch. We fashioned the nose, the cheekbones, the jawline, the forehead. Everything has been fashioned. This girl is absolutely beautiful. That young girl woke up from the anesthesia. And those bandages were on her from the wounds. And they didn't take it off for some time. But the anticipation was absolutely boiling over. <clears throat> time came for the bandages to come off, Brother Caleb. Time came for her to see what had happened in the surgery. <clears throat> they took her bandages off, lifted up the mirror, and she opened her eyes. And tears started streaming down her face. It's a true story. Tears started streaming down her face. And she said with a cracked voice, it didn't work. It didn't work. I want to tell you sometimes, church, we get in this book and see what God has made us in Christ. See what the operation of the Lord has done. See how many riches we have. What kind of beauty He's made us in the Lord. A brand new creature. That we're seated together in heavenly places. That we're alive to God. That we come behind in no gift. That we come behind in nothing. That He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. That we are kings and priests. Did you get that? Kings and priests, the Word of God tells us in Revelation. And what do kings do, Brother Ron? They rule. And we live so underneath our, our pedigree in the Lord Jesus Christ. But we look at the Word of God and we close it and say, it didn't work. There's, there's something wrong with it. And there is plenty wrong with you tonight. There's plenty wrong with me. But there's nothing wrong with the Lord Jesus Christ. And you do not exist. If you're saved. You do not exist in this life. Apart from Christ. He is our life. And we are complete in Him. Colossians tells us. Well. I say it's time. 
I say it's high time to start believing. Stop, to stop, stop, stop believing what Satan says about you. I say it's high time that you stop believing what Fox says about you. And what CNN says about those radical evangelicals. I say it's high time to stop waking up in the morning and believing what you say about you when you look in that mirror and start believing what God said about you. You're in Christ and he causes us to triumph always in the Lord Jesus Christ. Get up and take a shouting fit. Wake up in the morning and run around the house and say, I'm in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. And the devil's sin, death, hell or the grave can't separate me from him. Well, I don't feel good. Well, I don't either. But I'm still in Christ tonight. Hallelujah. And the more I dwell on that, and the more I what? think on these things the more that Holy Ghost buddy he'll start stirring hallelujah he'll start stirring around in there oh Lord help us to fasten our eyes on Christ and look unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith now look y'all are my brothers and my sisters I serve this church, I serve you. I serve the people of God. But as I watch these cars here in a minute take off out of the parking lot, my heart will start breaking because I know you've got another week fighting sin, fighting hell by the acre down at the school, fighting it at the job, fighting it at home in silence. By yourself. When you're at home alone. And there's nobody but you. And you feel like you're alone. Oh tonight. Believe. What God has said about you. Don't believe your feelings. Don't believe Satan. Don't believe your flesh. He's done more for you. Than you can understand. So get in the word. And like a bastion, and like a fort, and like a place of defense, keep yourself in the love of Christ. That's what that means, keep ourselves. Keep yourselves in the love of Christ. Keep yourself, build a defense. And when you're tempted to sway off over here by what the Netflix series says about Christians and about you and about how sad life is and the next drama that rolls out on Amazon Prime and the next movie that hits on HBO and the next newsreel gets let out about the depressing thing that's going to hit us the next time and it draws you into this place of discouragement, depression. Listen, you will suffer, but the reason you will is so God can show you that you're weak in yourself but strong in Christ. We got it made in Christ. God help us to enjoy it. He wants you to enjoy the riches that are in Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 amen and amen.
Does anybody know what amen means? We say it all the time, but do you know what it means? It means so be it. I say so be it tonight. So be it. Let's read that verse one more time. And we'll pray. And you can be dismissed. Well, no, I've got to give you announcements. Now, thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. And the church said, Amen. So be it tonight. Aren't you glad you're saved? Oh, man. We got a blank check tonight in Jesus. We got a blank check in Christ. You see, it's specific. It's specific. Not just some kind of randomness, power to speak and name it. I'm not talking about that, Joan. I'm talking about we have power in Christ. It's specific. Thank God. Go home happy tonight. Go home joying in the spirit of Christ. Go home knowing you're more than a conqueror through him that loved us. No! And go home knowing that you're complete in him. You're enough, but not in yourself. You're enough in Christ because of what he made you without any bit of your help whatsoever. You don't have to prop it up tonight. You just get to enjoy it. You just get to participate in it. You just get to triumph in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're lost here tonight, I hope before you leave this place, listen, this altar is always open. I'll hang around here till 12 o'clock tonight. I'll hang around here till 12. I'll hang around here. I'll camp out all night with you. And we'll look for Christ. Amen. Mm. It's good to be saved. All right. Trying to find a stopping place here. I think I'm done. <laughs> Y'all about preach me to death tonight. Amen. I've enjoyed preaching tonight, church. It's been an encouragement to me. I love you. I love you. Thank you for being at God's house on Sunday night. And it's only 6.04. Announcements. So we did the youth play practice today. I'm assuming that went good, everyone. All right. And uh, had Ashley Barrett's baby shower.